Phenomenal African Women UK. Ready to be inspired, celebrated and empowered. Hey, it's the Aphrodite Empower podcast, where we share our real and relatable experiences as young black women connected to the African diaspora. Invite some friends and join the conversation with your hosts, Shanova, Emanuela and Blessings. Welcome back to a new podcast. So today our topic is going to be on narratives and stereotypes, in particular microaggressions and all of that jazz. So today I'm joined by Emanuela and Shanova. So say hi, girls. Say hi. Hi, guys. Hey. So, um, yeah, Shanova. Okay, so our quote of the day, you know, guys, that we're doing this new thing. So... Um, our quote of the day is from Brene Brown and it is daring greatly means the courage to be vulnerable it means to show up and be seen to ask for what you need to talk about how you're feeling and to have the hard conversations and today we are having a hard conversation so Mm -hmm. we thought it worked very well and on to Emanuela hey guys so today we will be talking about um our experiences and um just the narrative surrounding black girls and just being black in general mm-hmm. um a term that we are going to come across a lot is microaggressions and i thought it would be very useful just to give a quick definition um for anyone that doesn't know what that means so microaggressions are indirect or subtle um discrimination against members of a marginalized group so keyword in subtle Okay, so it might be regarded as an incident, um, but yeah, it's just a statement or an action that is indirect. So yeah. Lovely. So let's probably go into our first stereotype and we are calling this the black academic. So first of all, what what does that even mean to you guys? Like um, whoever wants to start, I don't mind starting. Um, yeah, Shanova did that face, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> So should we should we define what they think the black academic looks like? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, okay, <laughs> so this person is crusty. They are crusty, ashy, crusty. Where's the Vaseline? Where's the cream? Lord, I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> Their hair is just all over the place because all they're doing is studying. All you do is study, study, study. Yeah. And they have no friends because, again, all they do is study, 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 study. And we're fed up of Mm -hmm. this. And this is not us saying that if this is your life, that we're cancelling you or anything like that. Not at all. You do you. But not everyone is doing this. Exactly. And I think that's what we really want to highlight today, that you don't have to fit that particular stereotype, that you can be an academic and black and you don't have to fit into a particular stereotype, basically. Mm -hmm. So I think... Um, what what do you think, Emanuela? Do you agree with Shanova? Disagree? Um, I think I completely understand what the what you mean by the black academic. I think with so there's so much of just being black in general. There are always um, restricted images of what being black is. So what the mm-hmm. the typical black girl look like, or the typical black boy is like. What are yeah. typical interests? Um, of black people um, and just that's just how a stereotype works mm-hmm. um, and I think this image of the black academic or what an academic looks like 
has really um, prevented some from really entering the spaces of academia and really owning their interest in like studies and let's, let's say for, for a black girl when she studied classics or foreign languages, um, it's seen as like a shock or, um, you yeah. know, something that she might not be really into. Um, mm. So I think with just everything else, we really have to challenge what that looks like. Um, um, and just kind of just own our interests and own what we like. I know I had a friend who was studying geography and a lot of people were like, a black girl studying geography, what are you gonna do with geography? Um, mm. And she really struggled with like, just really accepting that subject. And you know, something that she's applied for, wrote a personal statement about, was really passionate about, now it's being like ridiculed. So wow. again, I would just say, just own own what you like there's no one one um perception or, or image of a black one of a black girl sorry so yeah and i think as well what emmanuel is saying that's i guess a whole other conversation of as a black person what are you meant to go and study and what you're meant to do i think we touched on this um mm. before in another podcast but it does add to the stereotypes when you feel like there's there are four paths that you can go down to with in your whole life Mm -hmm. and if you choose another one particularly maybe more of a creative path then you're seen as what are you doing this will not pay the bills do you think that comes from like a mindset of like what's it called is it hand to mouth where you have to like Mm -hmm. you live hand to mouth like you can't progress further than that like it's just you have to meet what you have to do for the day but anyway that's another topic and yeah I really agree with what you guys have said about the whole black academic thing and I think um what you said Emmanuel about the individuality of that person making sure that you um you are yourself like you continue to follow your passions regardless of what people think um that black academic looks like and I think Mm -hmm. the real way to combat that is through representation in the sense that showing people that you can be um passionate about you can have like these strong academic passions but also like other things too you can like I don't know certain types of music or certain types of sport or different activities but also really like your academics you don't have to fit into this person that has no friends or is one type of way so I think it goes through representation yeah yeah and I I agree as well like I saw there's kind of been this picture going around um, on social media, so on LinkedIn and on Facebook, of this black woman who has, like, shaved sides and, like, colourful, mm. like, black and colourful kind of mohawk in the middle, and they were like, show your kids that this is what a scientist looks like. Um, and she's, like, in her lab coat with, like, her science things. And I agree, it's, it's, it's not just, okay, let's show a black person who looks this specific way, or even people of, of colour just in general who looks this specific way, like, they have to look like an academic or look like a medic um, as well. They can, they can have fun. They can, they can enjoy clothing and, and being, like, really girly or um, they can be more tomboyish. But, like, we, we do need to see that. Like we need to see that in the narrative when they're invited on TV. We also need to see other scientists or um, mm-hmm. other people mm-hmm. in. I'm trying to think of another subject or other accountants who look like, oh my days, these are people from different walks of life. And I think we do see that um, when it comes to Caucasian people. Like nowadays, you see people who maybe have more tattoos um, or their hair is a different style to what is normal. Um, 
But mm. even even then, I think just in general, people do not like having people on TV who do not look a certain way. Um, mm. So that does need to be broken. Do you know what? It just reminded me. I was watching this like short clip um, by Ngozi, Ngozi Chamamanda. I hope mm-hmm. I said her name right. Um, but she was saying about how she doesn't think that Barack Obama would have won his presidency if um, Michelle Obama's hair wasn't you know how her hair's like straightened in that certain way and she says that and she was saying that basically Michelle Obama and it wasn't like a bash against them but she was saying that she fits that typical like black woman on tv kind of look and with the straightened hair and stuff so what do you guys think about that do you think that um it has advantages I I don't know yeah what's your thing I think when it comes to hair um I think for so long, like black hair has, again, like everything else to do with being black, has been separated in terms of what is professional hair, what is non-professional yeah. hair. Um, and professional hair tends to lean more towards, you know, being straight, you know, being cut, being, you know, sleek and mm-hmm. flat. Um, and that's some, I'm not saying that all black hair are the same, but um, some, Okay, black hair is thick, it's up, it's, it's in an afro, it's it's not flat necessarily. I'm not saying that other pe- black people don't have you know, flat hair, but what we know, <laughs> that we have, our hair goes against everything um, that's straight and flat. Um, I think this is also being challenged about what is professional hair in the workspace. I know there's been a couple of campaigns when it comes to um, dreads, men wearing dreads, women wearing dreads, um, wearing an afro to work, you know, when it comes to braids, how long can I have my braids? Can I put colours in them? Um, yeah. So I think all of that is really, especially now, is being challenged, especially by our generation. So, yeah. And um, I think, like, linking to Emmanuel, I remember when, when I became head girl, saying to the girls earlier on, that like I had like my hair was kind of like this orangey color and it was like shaved down the sides. I had this mohawk and had my white glasses and I was like, look, you accept me like this or you don't accept me at all. Um, and I, I think like kind of leading into another side as well, um, the narrative of the fierce, the strong black woman, you have to emotionally be like ready to take on everything and be, and if you do then say something, oh my gosh. Yeah, tired. yeah you're doing this why are you speaking to us like this oh so aggressive she came across to me so aggressive and i'm Mm. fed up with that too so what do you guys think i think it's a bit cringy straight up because i don't like i don't know what it is but it just makes me cringe when you see on tv like like black women or just people leaders in society going oh you fierce strong black women like using those type of adjectives and it, I can't like makes me a bit uncomfortable because it's like why do I have to be always fierce and strong and I think it also it makes us think that we don't have struggles in the sense that that people don't deal with mental health and I think that also shows why we, we have issues in the black community with understanding mental health because in society these adjectives are like projected on us as if we're fierce we're strong so in everyone's mind it's like okay so to be that black woman you have to be fierce you have to be strong so if you're struggling with mental health you're thinking is something wrong with me like where do I get help like you're not you're not being heard in that sense I think it's actually dangerous um as it does it allows people to feel like 
oh, I can't really express my emotions or how I really feel. So that's what I think. And I'm just going to quickly jump in as well. I agree with you, Blessings, because I think there are times when I've closed my mouth and stopped myself Mm. because I'm like, okay, when I say this, even though it's my truth, am I going to be labelled and stereotyped? And actually, by doing that, the truth doesn't get to come out. Um, And how I'm actually feeling and how other people who look like me are also feeling in this situation doesn't get to be vocalised to those who are in power. No, I agree. I completely agree about this strong Black woman who, you know, takes it all and... It's doing it all and it's just, yeah, it's exhausting sometimes. I mean, it's encouraging when people use words like that for me, I think. Um, But at the same time, I think they should have um, fluidity in the term. Like you can't just say, you know, you can be strong and still admit that you're you're going through stuff. You can be strong and have good days. So um, I think, yeah, the the term doesn't need to be as rigid. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think as well, when it comes to like these terms and stuff, all of these things are microaggressions. Um, but I was even thinking of people saying, oh, you're pretty for a black girl or you're beautiful. <laughs> it's actually 2021 and you're still see saying that. faces. Wow. Oh, my days. Like, oh, for a dark skinned girl, you are. And I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> what, why do we need to qualify? Oh, you know, you're really pretty. Like compared to light skinned girls, you're on the same what? whoa people I've the thing is though I hear these things I'm like I'm glad that's never been said to me but I'm like to think that people actually think that's okay also what do you guys think of when people say because I got going to my school people used to always say oh you're so sassy you're so sassy but they never used those terms that like when another white person was behaving in the same way or they, for example if I'm being confident I'm being sassy for example mm-hmm. if someone does something like touches my hair and I don't like it I'm like please don't touch my head I'm like oh yeah. look at you very sassy today I'm like <laughs> really yeah <laughs> and it's literally a type of microaggression yeah and I didn't know at the time. And I think even with the words like sassy or bossy or aggressive, it's it can be, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for, but I'll just explain it. Like if you are the opposite of that, if you're naturally quiet or you are um, naturally, let's say, just a bit timid, what's wrong with you? You're not sassy. You're not speaking up. You're not bossy. I'm expecting you to be, or they will just compare you. They'll be like, oh, yeah, you're not like the other black girls that I know. You're really shy. You're really quiet. Um, And even with the term, are you actually black? Um, Even with the term aggressive, I do not like that word. Only because I feel like people have really, especially just like with me and my friends, people really misuse that word in terms of aggression. Um, okay, maybe sometimes we overstepped. Okay, I have to admit, but um, you can be passionately explaining something, mm-hmm. and that's a bit aggressive. Put like you know, lower yeah. your tone, um, and it's just passion. Um, and you yeah. have to understand if you if you um, are in a home where everyone is naturally loud, or your friendship group is naturally loud, you you kind of do adopt um, those mannerisms, and it's not. <laughs> I'm not being aggressive. It's just yeah. how we speak and how we express ourselves. So, you know, yeah. And some, some things are definitely cultural and that has to be explained to people. Actually, no, culturally, this is what we do in 
um this Caribbean culture and this African culture mm-hmm. when we're speaking loud we're just talking to the person on the other side but we're just having fun with it mm-hmm. because you're quiet it's okay but be quiet on your side let me be mm-hmm. louder on my side but it's there's so many even sorry to butt in again mm-hmm. um but there's so many differences mm-hmm. between British culture and African culture like the, the mm-hmm. large differences um and I didn't like understand them obviously when you grow up you start to pick um you know culture mm-hmm. and things up um but there's just just complete <laughs> um just cultural practices and just beliefs and just our day-to-day yeah um, different. yeah I 100% agree 100% another microaggression um that comes up a lot is this idea of your black card I think there was a show about this on BET at one point black card revoked or something I think I watched one and I was like fam they would have really taken away mine so so, um another thing that comes up a lot is the type of music that you listen to are you listening to drill are you listening to Afrobeats? and do you know the latest one do you know the latest one yeah yeah and to be fair I would love to say loads of others but I don't know them so, <laughs> I was gonna say Bashment, but that's all. Let me, yeah, let me, let me say let me them start. all. House, garage, whatever they're called. Yeah. House, garage, basement. Say them all. You said I don't house, know. garage, basement. I'm so good. <laughs> no, but seriously, like definitely types of music. Like I was sharing with um the girls earlier about how um I was in like in my school it's predominantly white, but then there's there's those white people that know songs that a lot of black people listen to yes. let's put it like that so when you don't know that song they're like what how do you not know that you like, know you're it. supposed to know that so as if like my blackness is defined by a type of music or something and it's mm. like really so it's just really annoying how people are so close-minded on what like a black person should listen to or how they should dress or what they should do I think it links to so many other things in you know hair um dressing style so many other things but it's just I find it really frustrating when people get oh you don't you don't listen to that like mm-hmm. how how mm-hmm. like really and I find as well like when you just do one set of thing and you only stick to that mm-hmm. one thing um you actually become very close-minded to what is going on in the world to other people's mm-hmm. cultures you don't mm-hmm. want to take things in um you don't want to hear other things mm-hmm. like you're the you're the issue i'm sorry you are the problem <laughs> i wish you could see these girls said to know but you are yeah. because no but it, it's it's almost like going to another person's country and then being offended that they don't speak english when you're in their country wow that is like it's, it's it's similar to that like i when I go abroad, I'm telling you, I'm learning hello and that's probably about it and stuff. If I've studied a little bit, I'll try my best. But yeah. I'm also mm-hmm. respectful of the fact that I don't know your language and I'll be like, do you speak English? If not, then we, we do some hand signals and we try and work something out. But I am the one who I guess technically is in the wrong because I don't know the language and I'm in your country. Yeah. You should not mm-hmm. be acting as if because I'm English, because I know English, 
Mm-hmm. And it's the same. It's the same way. And they will work so hard to know us, to know yeah. like the UK. That's the thing yeah. as well. Especially like I don't know if Emmanuela had this because you said you grew up in Ghana for a bit, mm. but I know in Sierra Leone, like my cousins, they're not allowed to speak um the language Creole there in at all. You're not allowed to speak it. It's seen yeah. as like vernacular or like you're not allowed to speak. Or you get like I remember labeled with a badge saying that you speak like um the language instead of English. It's like really. Yeah, that happened to me when I was younger, um, when I was studying in Ghana. So we used to have, like, these, like, people, they will be in the crowd, like, people mm. that they selected. And if you were caught speaking Chi, I think we were, like, in your two or your one, I don't remember. They were, like, oh, you're speaking Chi. And then they will like, take you to the teacher. And they're, like, she was speaking Chi on the play- on the playground. So, yeah, I kind of, yeah, I get what you mean. Trying to obtain oh. the English language. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I I think it's the same thing with music as well. Like I think black people do get looked down upon. Like oh, you you know like yes I know Ness and Dorma. Leave me alone, okay? I know that Pavarotti sang it and it sounds decent, okay? <gasps> yes, I like musical theatre as well. There's some songs I'm like yes, Defying Gravity. It does bang. <laughs> like like less no because I'm no but I think about it and I get fed up because from oh. this you get the whole oh you're a coconut oh you're an oreo like it's it's not nice and it's not fair and actually if we want to i I know people saying oh you know be yourself and stuff but you have to understand to a certain extent how the game works and who is the who are the people who in the positions of power as well so you can't just go in only knowing who you are and what your own culture does you have to also know how to interact with other people from other cultures as well before you step into those rooms because you have to understand okay this you prefer this and i'm this is not me saying that dampen who you are don't be yourself this mm-hmm. is not what i'm saying mm-hmm. but you have to understand okay this person is from an indian background and there's some certain things that with um being black growing up in afro-caribbean household there's certain things that are similar it's not until i was talking to one of a few of my friends one of them is like indian Mm-hmm. yeah one of them is indian and she was and she was um like as we're talking we realize there's, there's certain things that are so similar the whole mm-hmm. you know you take bowls to the party because you know there's gonna be loads of food to take home. like there's certain yeah. things that we, we i was like girl and we were vibing and stuff but there's you cannot go to some people's party and take a bowl it's disrespectful so you but you have to be aware of these things no you know what i mean no i know i know i know, you know oh, it just I, gives me you're so gonna much get flashbacks. one plate of food there's not gonna be multiple there's no it's because we overdo it sometimes why is it every time like fourth round fifth round so you there's times where i've had takeaway where it's been in the fridge for like how many days oh goodness from auntie so-and-so's party yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's yes mm-hmm. and even <laughs> the the day sick of rice <laughs> <laughs> rice for five days the same <laughs> tasting jollof oh my god <laughs> but yeah. yeah i think i don't know if you guys have anything else to say but i would say let's just go into like what we could take away from this because you know we've yep. said a lot um and shared our opinions and stuff mm-hmm. so like what would be the first thing you would say shinova that someone I I would say be yourself which sounds like a complete contradiction to what I was just saying but mm-hmm. it's not because I think we there is a place for us to stand in our own power and stand in our blackness and stand in our culture um and 
even it's not just our culture i guess it's like a like our subculture as well because when you grow up in the uk and you have the british culture it's like its own like Mm -hmm. little little thing as well um but standing who you are and standing your power be who you are dress and and step into your place dress and step into the place like you would i don't feel like oh i can't wear my african outfit to this work party wear your african outfit and look fly you know and look fly um but yeah that's that's that would be my main thing be yourself Mm -hmm. and then what you say um don't be afraid to challenge things in terms of if someone says something or like a microaggression that you notice um it's not just for you it's for the next black person or the next asian person or the Mm -hmm. next ethnic minority that they see um if you notice it and if you you know bold enough just be like what did you mean by that give because you're educating them um you're giving clarity or you're really stopping something that you know perhaps they've been doing for a long time you know a belief that they've been carrying around with them for a long time mm-hmm. so don't be afraid to challenge in in a polite manner don't be like what mm-hmm. did you mean to the... um yeah <laughs> in a polite manner um just really challenge any microaggressions that you notice literally i agree with those points guys thank you and also i would say definitely just find what you like and it links to the one about being yourself i just think like don't feel that you have to conform to that stereotype of we've mentioned the black academic we've mentioned the type of things that um a black person listen listens to find what you like and do what you like and yeah be happy doing it so don't feel like oh i have to fit a certain way and obviously there are times for like Shanova mentioned where you need to understand the environment that you're in and um so you know even with workplaces sometimes you first of all start with the way they expect but the minute that you're doing your job and you're doing what they expect they sometimes allow you to relax and do what you like would prefer to wear or prefer to do at the workplace so I would say yeah that's all our three things to take away yes so thank you all so much we love you all like i genuinely mean that from the bottom of my heart and the bottom of our hearts yeah one day you'll see our hearts maybe one day guys one day um but yeah we just want to say thank you so much for joining us on this other podcast speaking about narratives and stereotypes and microaggressions and we will see you all next time so Bye. We're really glad you joined us today. Check us out on Instagram, Aphrodias, and comment on today's podcast post. Don't forget, be phenomenal.